is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And I am really excited to present this episode with my good friend and longtime client, Frank Eastoetta of Eastoetta Roofing. Now, Frank's got a great story. Came to this country at 23 years old, didn't really know the language, didn't have money in his pocket, and he worked real hard, and he built up not one, but a few very successful businesses here in Miami. Now, we cover a lot of ground in this relatively short episode. However, I want you to pay attention to three things. Number one, pay attention to the questions that Frank asks himself. Number one. Number two, we talk about his views on pricing and profit. And number three, we talk about the mindset for success. There's a lot of wisdom in this interview. So listen carefully. You're going to get a ton of value out of this. You may even want to listen to it twice. That's how good it is. All right, so let's get to it. Okay, Frank, welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. I am uh, real excited to have you with us. Now, um, as I said in the introduction, you've been a longtime client and a friend, and so I know a lot of your story, and you have a great story. And so what I'd like you to do is just kind of tell the beginning of your story, how you got here to the U.S., and then how you, how you started your business. I get to this country when I was uh, 23 years old uh, from Cuba. And, uh, Did my, you speak English when you got here? Uh, just a little bit. A little bit, okay. Yeah. Uh, too little, too little at the beginning. Uh, I started working with a company that does handyman service in, uh, in the area of Key Biscayne in Miami. And uh, that was my first experience on the construction business. Um, there I worked, uh, I would say, like a year, and I learned to do everything but no roofing. And after working with that company, I went on my own, and I started doing little handyman jobs, painting, tire, uh, window replacement, things that I already knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. Until I get to work on a roof, uh, with a friend uh, doing repairs, and my idea at the beginning was that doing roofing, I don't need so many tools as doing handyman service. Uh, I don't have the space. I don't have where to keep it. I don't have. A, I was renting a place at that moment, uh, an apartment, and I don't know. I don't have where to keep my my tools. And my idea when I saw the roofing is, I don't need those many tools. And that's how I sh- or why I uh, I went in, into the into the roofing, no business roofing repairs, uh, doing a small jobs on roofing, and little by little I get into the re-roofing, the replacement, and you know. That's 30, interesting. Thirty or thirty-one years later, here I am, <laughs> doing so, only roofing. 
So that's interesting. So you got into, I love that part of the story, you got into roofing because it required the least amount of tools. That was my idea, and in reality <laughs> it's not like that. Right. Now we have a bigger warehouse, now we have a, uh, a place that we own, and, you know, sometimes... How many trucks? Uh, we got like 15 or 16 right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So now you need a little bit more space to... Uh, to leave all of that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes so, it's, uh, it's even the place that we have it's, uh, gets to be a small for right. everything we do. So you started off, so you started off actually you were doing the work yourself. Yes. How long before you brought on somebody to help you do the work? Uh, it's hard to say, but uh, you know, at the beginning you start getting one helper and then two other and three and four and little by little without noticing you need more and you need more until I would say maybe ten years that I stopped working physically on the roof and I concentrate more on on the business. On the business, yeah. Um so it took yeah, so it was about ten years. So yeah, maybe, um, maybe seven, eight, ten years. Yeah. yeah. Hard to say. And so what you really started then to focus on was how do I sell more roofs and how do I build a a business around roofing I remember when I started on the business uh back then we used to charge uh let's say on on tire like 250 300 dollars per square and I remember seeing other companies that they charged double and more than I was charging and they were busy they were successful they were doing it right and I say what do I have to do to get to that number mm-hmm. and uh, you know first we need to learn we need to train ourselves we need to start being a uh, business person and looking at the big picture you know and also from the beginning I was concentrating on doing quality work and doing quality service very personalized service at the beginning I was the one selling the job picking up the checks, doing the production, doing everything. And I was always there on top of the, on front of the client. Mm-hmm. And then when when the company grew and uh, we got more people, is to t- give those people that are working for you the idea of what we need to be doing right. for the client. And not so much concentrating on the number or how much we're going to be doing. First, we need to concentrate on the service, what we're going to provide to the customer, what we're going to provide to the client. And then... You know, as a byproduct, then the money uh, comes. That's a great. That's a great point. So, um, because you know, I have the advantage of 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 you know knowing knowing you, but also living in the market where your business is, and you have probably one of the best reputations in in this market, and that started with that thought of, hey, I'm going to take care of the customer and the money is going to come next. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, so I love that you asked the question of how do I charge that much? I mean, kind of what do what do I have to do? Instead of being scared of, well, there's no way and, and this and that, because it's what happens with most people. I mean, weren't you a little afraid? Every time you raised your prices, weren't you scared that, oh, my God, this is it? No one's going to buy anymore? Uh, 
in reality, there are people, and it's always going to be people that they want a better job. And most most of the people out there, they want a better job. Mm-hmm. We need to educate the customer how we get to do a better job, yeah. how we get to do it, uh, a roof that is going to last a long time. And we have to see the project. They have to see what they're doing as an investment. Most of the time, people are worried how much they're going to spend. But if you do it right, you're not spending, you're investing the money. Right. It's not the same roof that is going to last 20 or 30 years without any issues, without any problems, than paying less for a roof that you're going to start getting issues or leaks two, three years down the road. Yeah. yeah. One of my questions at the beginning was, why some people have a daughter and they get a daughter on the family and they want to keep that daughter for life? They want to be going to the same daughter for life. Why that doesn't happen with the roofer? Why that doesn't happen with the handyman? Because most of the time what we do, we kill the relation between us and the client. But if we serve the client and we serve the client the right way, we're going to be the roofer for life. So what would you say to what would you say to people that say, well, that's not a for life relationship. That that's a well, I do the job for them. Why should I stay in touch with them? I just got to move on to the next one because they're not going to do another roof again. Well, if you treat the customer right, if you respect the money that they're in, investing, if you do the the right job, and if you treat them right, why not to be in contact with them all the for the rest of their life, you know. Right. Uh, most of the time, most of the roofers out there, they they can be on a relation with a customer or business relation with the customer because they do it wrong from the beginning. You know, they only worry about how much money they're going to make, but no, how good are going to do it for them? How good is going to be my service? I want them to be happy. I want them to be referring uh, work to us. You know, that's why we get over 70% of, of the leads that we get are referred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we should be in contact. And uh, that's one of your ideas also. I remember reading one of your books, and I remember the name, but it says, take care of your customers and you're going to have more customers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and you and and yeah, and you live by that, and you and it's demonstrated day in and day out in yeah. your business. From the beginning, we have to be thinking how are we going to do it that this person, when we finish, is going to be more willing to do or to refer other people to the business. Yeah, you know what's going to be the relation? We want to be more friends at the end than at the beginning. So one of the things that I just want to point out here is. We've only been talking for a few minutes, and already one of the things that really uh, – there's a number of things that impress me about Frank, um, and one of them you, you, you may or may not have caught up on uh, – caught is that uh, listen to the questions that he asks. Listen to the questions that he asks. He's asking great questions, and so I, I think that that's such a big part of – success is, and, and I think Tony Robbins is the one that says this, something about the quality of your life is going to follow the quality of your questions, and yes. Frank asks great questions. Um, so, okay, so you, you, you got into, so you started hiring people, and, um, and a business started getting better, and um, you raised your prices, raised your prices. Um, took care of your took care of your customers. Um, 
what would you say, I mean, when you start making more money, some people freak out at the idea of more money. You know, we Brian, all kind of... Brian, sorry to interrupt. Yes. You say raising my prices. Yeah. That can be, uh, you know, before raising the prices, we need to raise the quality of what we do. Right. You know, it's not raising the prices because we need to raise the price. Uh and and that other contractor needs to be you know aware of that before that goes hand to hand with the quality the service and what the customer or the clients get we need to create a win-win situation it's not a matter of just open the door tomorrow and say okay i'm going to raise this by this many percent we need to think first what we need to improve to do the service and what we provide better Right, so and that then you earn the increases. Is, right. is you know, it's the byproduct of doing that. Right, and we need to raise it because we want to employ better, better employees. We want to have better team members. Uh, we need to get people that does the things better than what we do. Uh, not to be afraid to uh, get it, uh, an employee that knows more than what, than what we know on that line of work that we need to do. Mm-hmm. And all of that requires money. Right. It's not we're raising the, the price because we have to raise the price. No, in order to provide better quality product, uh, better quality installations, to pay our employees better, uh, to get better equipment, prices need to be higher. Yeah. And that's what, the, what we need to understand. I see it all the time on the competition. People say, no, I want to charge more. Yeah, but what else are you providing? Right. Yeah. What additional value are you providing yeah, to value. earn the higher Yeah, we price. need to earn it before we, we raise it. Yeah, sorry that's a that great I point. your question. Yeah, that's a great point. So how do you so how did you figure out how did you know oh, I've got to go up by a certain amount of money? Does does do you have a set, and you don't have to share the number, but do you have a set profit margin that every job has to be sold by? Is there a certain net profit that you're aiming for? How do you determine that? Those we, numbers. We need to have, uh, you know, now thirty years later, I got more people on the team, and I got uh, my son uh, looking at the numbers, and uh, we had the accounting uh, looking at the numbers too. Uh, but yes, we. We go for a higher profit, a profit that allows us to do what we want to do, and at the same time, a profit that allows us to live the life that we want to live. Right. You know, and 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 I'm not here just to do roofing. I'm here also to create uh, a better life for me and my family. Right. Yeah, which is which is again, you know, that's one of the other things that really impresses me about you. But how do you? But when you start off, like a lot of us do. I mean, look, I didn't come from another country, but I basically started, you know, from nothing. Mm -hmm. And and so how do you wrap your head around or how do you allow yourself to think in terms of that higher level? I mean, you mentioned an apartment. You lived in an apartment when you you first started. Then you bought a house um, and and you were moving up. How do you, like, how do you prepare your mind for making more money? 
that doesn't happen on a day, but uh, you know, I do I do read a lot. I'm not afraid to asking questions to people that have done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to, uh, you know, get friends that are better than us or, or, or that produce more than us. Uh, not to be afraid to have a, a, a coach to join a mastermind, go to seminars, and you know, whatever wherever we want to go or whatever we want to do, somebody has been there before or somebody has done it before. Yeah. yeah, it's a matter of ask questions and not to be afraid of asking questions. I'm, I'm more on learning what we know and start learning new stuff. Right. I love that. That's a great answer. Um, one of the one of the one of the other things that I that I know about you and and a lot of the other wealthy contractors that I know is that your business is a tool. It's a vehicle for you, um, which mine is for me as well, about lifestyle and about building wealth and about you know how we use our time. But one of the things that you've done done very well is take money that you make in your business and put it back into the business, but also put it into other places that are growing your wealth. So when did you start thinking about that? When did you start thinking about, let me, you know, I'm going to take some of what I made and I'm going to put it into something else? Well, uh, for all that you read, for all that you uh, learn, uh, you know, I started looking and say, uh, what are the richest people in the United States are doing? And most of the people, they either investing or they into a real estate. Mm-hmm. Why not to get into a real estate? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember at the beginning was not a before we get the warehouse, before we get the place or business that we have now. Uh, I remember planning with my wife and, and saying, "We're going to do this first, and after we do this step, then we're going to move into the next uh, step." And I remember saying, "Before we get our house, we're going to get the office, and before we get." The next house, we're going to get a warehouse for us. And everything was prepared. Everything was, was planned. So, so wait a minute. So before you bought your house, you bought the building for the... for the no, before, uh, before I bought my first house, I got my office. You bought the office. Uh, I rent a place to have the office. Oh, you rented a place to and have I the office. I was renting okay. for 14 years. Okay. Uh, when I moved to my first house, I remember having my two kids... And I have first furniture in my office, but I don't have furniture in my house. Okay. I get pictures of my kids crawling on the floor, and there was no furniture in the living room. But I got furniture on my office first. Okay. You know, uh, I remember reading a long time ago, you either buy liabilities or you buy access, assets. Uh-huh. You know, if you buy assets, you're going to be producing more money. Right. And at one time, it's going to be passive income that you get. Uh, or either, you know, you can get the money and you go buy a, an expensive car. I first bought my properties that give me passive income, and then I buy my luxury stuff. Wow. But you cannot do it the other way around. You know, it's difficult sometimes. You say, okay, I got an office, but I don't have a, a furniture in my house. But you have sometimes you have to trade. Right. You know, I get to this country with $1. That was 
all my capital when I get to this country. Right. And I learned from that. And coming from nothing and starting to have and having was a product of working really hard. And not even at the beginning until now, I, if I have to work 8, 10, 12 hours, I don't have no problem putting my hours there. Mm-hmm. I give priority to the work that I do. Yes, now I spend more time with my family. Now I take more vacations. But that's after 30 years of working. Right. You know? And I'm not afraid to get up at 5 o'clock and start working until 7 o'clock. Right. Sometimes, yes, I don't come that early. I got other people that take care of production, other people that take care of other stuff in the office, and I don't have to be here every time at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock. But if I have to do it, I'm not afraid to do it. Right. Yes, and I and I, and I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the idea then is that you took some of the profit from the business, and of course, you know, e- each one of these things that you've talked about builds on the thing before. So you have a great attitude about the customer and how the customer is going to take care of you. Then you understood that hey, I got to charge the right price in order to make the right profit, and then from that, you went to okay. Now that we're making the right profit, what do we do to you know really build up our our wealth? And then you started to invest in real estate. Um, did you did you get the um, the building your your uh, building the Eastwater Roofing building? First, or did you get an income property first, like a apartments? Oh, I, I would say we got some a small property before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I remember, and I always say, in the first time I saw the space where the warehouse is now, uh, they was charging for the lot forty thousand dollars, and I didn't didn't know have the forty thousand dollars. Work, work. When I get the forty thousand dollars, I went to see the owner and say. I'm ready to buy your land. Uh-huh. And he told me, okay, now it's 100000 oh. <laughs> And I tried to talk to the guy, and he said, now it's 100000 No one penny more. No one penny less. Yeah. You want to pay more, it's fine. I turned around. I did not have the 100000 But then when I got the 100000 the property was already on 235 And that was the price that I bought the land. You know, it took me years to get ready for that. Right. I was lucky that was around where the, I got my rented office. And uh, the land is still there when I was ready to buy it, you know. We yeah. bought the land. A year later, we built the warehouse. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, there's something cool about that that property, because didn't you, when you first started, didn't you work right across the street? Across from where we are is the first place that I rent. I used to rent there, I believe was uh was a piece of land, and I believe we paid like... Uh, Eighty dollars just to keep all this, the equipment that we have there. Right. And then from there, I went to another small place, no roof, was just to park the kettle machine back then, and and to have some of the material. And from that second place, then I rent one small uh, warehouse. Yeah. And I was there for fourteen years. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, you have from now. one warehouse. We went to two, and then from those two bay, we uh, moved to. To the place that we have now that we build it. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's a it's a it's a beautiful space and mm-hmm. and in a yeah. And what's cool about it too is is just for those of you, most of you don't live in Miami, but there's this freeway 
that goes up. It's the 826. And they did all of this crazy construction for years and years and years. And now, when you drive up the 826... We're facing the highway. <laughs> exactly. You're facing the highway, and you see this big Eastueta roofing sign on the side of his building because there's nobody on the other side of him between him and the freeway. Well, there's somebody, but you don't. it's not a building. Yeah, it's not a building. Yeah. yeah. So when you're going up, so I don't know how many people see this every day, but when you're going up the 826, boom, there it is, East Oeta Roofing. In, uh, they say half a million people goes on the, on the highway. They wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, we got luck in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you they don't. They say luck is when preparation means. <laughs> I was just going to okay. say, I know, <laughs> I, I know you don't believe in in luck in yeah. that way, in yeah, the yeah. In, in the the way that most people believe in it. Yes, mm-hmm. when preparation meets opportunity, when you work your ass off and yeah. you keep your eyes open and your mind clear, um, yes, mm-hmm. people people can say that you got lucky. Well, Frank, um, I cannot thank you enough for taking time and sharing your story. I think you dropped a lot of valuable information onto this, and I would suggest that people go back and listen to this one again Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of really great um, uh, pieces of advice here, like gold nuggets of -hmm. of advice. Thank you, Brian, for the opportunity to share. Yeah, no, I Mm -hmm. I love it. I thank you. So um, for those of you listening, if you are not a subscriber to the Wealthy Contractor podcast, just go to iTunes and um, become a subscriber. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review um, at iTunes for the podcast, and uh, we appreciate that. Um, If it's going to be a bad review, call me first (laughs) before you do that. If it's going to be a great review, we appreciate it. Let us know. Um, how we can do how how we can do better and what else you want to hear. Um, we've got some great episodes coming up um, in in the future, so you will want to be subscribed to the podcast, and that way it, each new episode will automatically land um, onto whichever podcast uh, player you are using. Thank you again, Frank, and uh, Thank you. see you all next time.